are back. Hey, 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 everybody. And we are back this week with a very special guest. We teased this a little bit last time, uh, but we have someone very special with us, and he is Nicholas Foster. So why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Nicholas Foster. I'm a musician teacher in, uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, get to contribute some music to the Ink Podcast, which goes on my resume, um, and uh, that's, that's my whole introduction. That was extremely vague. Um, so, to, <laughs> <laughs> so to clarify, Nicholas went to high school with us. Uh, yeah, like he said, he did the music for this lovely podcast. So we are very grateful for that. Um, it's really good music too. I've had like so many people comment like, oh, I just thought you and Sarah did like some like shitty podcast and I saw, heard the music and I was like, oh damn, they're like legit. So, oh, I know. Like, seriously, people... give yourself more credit. Right, like people love it. They're like, oh wow, you're like really professional. You have like actual music. I'm like, yeah, we do. That's right. Yeah, the original idea was for me to like sing like Close Encounters. <laughs> like it was a really shitty the idea. Ori- the original idea <laughs> now looks really bad in comparison. Like it didn't seem like a bad idea at the time, but now looking back, I'm like, wow, okay, we really upgraded. <laughs> Well, it's a classic fake it till you make it. Because um, I'm <laughs> pretending to be a real podcast composer. So I mean, needs, how many podcasts have you done now, though? You said you've yeah, done like you've two done or three, quite a few right? at this like point. I, I actually, yeah, uh, well, quarantine brings out uh, the podcaster in everyone, it seems like. So God, so true. Including <laughs> my, my mother, who was trying to start a YouTube show for, um, for her, I guess, niece's son i don't know what the relation there is um but uh i've done four podcast themes um, wow quarantine started and zero before so i mean yeah this is like really maybe your calling then totally yeah you may have found it my artistic expression um really comes best in like 25 second sound bites great i mean at least you know now and you can really run with that wait nicholas are you still teaching i am still teaching um I'm teaching at so like uh, this fall. You're going back. I'm supposed to go back September 1st and okay. um, I'm just teaching percussion, which is the one that you don't have to spit in. Um, so <laughs> safety first. <laughs> safety first. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling better about that. Um, I was going to say a band room sounds like an absolute nightmare with children oh right now. <laughs> Total nightmare. Yeah. Especially when you're going to have, we're going to be handing like 12 year olds trumpets and being like, but just, don't uh, just yeah, blow really hard. Wear your mask while you blow your trumpet. Right, right. <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> and like literally, part of playing in band is like, you know, you have these spit valves on your instruments where like kids are yeah. emptying out their spit onto the floor. Like that's just a. That's Wait, just, really? Oh my god! Yeah, like in trumpets and trombones, yeah. you just. You just you know. No, yeah, it has to go somewhere, but I just never thought about where it goes. Under the floor. Oh that was, God! That was magic, but. No. Oh no! Uh, yeah, I was really hoping there was like a better solution for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross! Well, and, in, and in the air, also. Just all around you, just like an aerosol, yeah. just the best thing ever. <laughs> Oh no. All right. Well, to give a little additional background, I guess, um, like we, like we said, Nicholas went to high school with us. Um, he still lives in Tulsa where we went to high school and the school he teaches at is in fact the school we went to as well. So really just full circle. I think it's beautiful. He was in band there. Now he teaches band there. Memories, memories abound. 
Random fact, Nicholas actually acted in a one-act play that I wrote in high school. For sure. Yeah. Wow. Right. <laughs> I 100% forgot about that. What it was really you- good, too. Like, it was a character, like, it was funny. Like, I didn't like the character, then Nicholas did it, and, like, the audience, like, gravitated. And at first, I was like, oh, shit, Nicholas is, like, too good at this. Like, everyone's <laughs> supposed to everyone's supposed <laughs> to hate him. What the fuck? <laughs> Take the charm down a little. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, damn, Nicholas, you're doing too good. <laughs> oh, my God. me was all about... Um, being a secret asshole and being charming up front. It wasn't a secret, is the thing. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shots fired. Um, I, yeah, we'll get into more of that later. <laughs> uh, I think Sarah's secret motivation to get Nicholas on here was to like roast him later. <laughs> Publicly roast him, confront him. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, maybe a little. Um, but yeah, we'll get into our normal uh, our normal story time session first, and then we'll get into um, the personal anecdotes and the topics that our special guest has prepared for us. So to start off, Joe, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I think it's your turn technically, but I, I can I've go. given up on the turns thing. I've sure, completely whatever. given up. I'll um, go. I have it ready so I can go. Yeah, you go for it. So this is funny because I got on here with Sarah and was like complaining that the misconnections in Kansas City sucked this week. And like the first one I clicked on was like amazing. So now I'm going to read that out of my bitter rampage that actually worked out well. And it relates to last week's episode too. So So the title of the Craigslist ad is Fleshlight Workout This Afternoon. (laughs) It goes into... (laughs) Yeah. All right. guy, looking, guy looking for a straight guy to stop by and warm up my fleshlight. Can watch slash assist while you take care of yourself. Send details to set up private come and go. That's it. I love that he tied in the come and go connection. Um, that's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a reference. But I'm just trying to figure out the logistics of this, I guess, because I'm picturing like he says warm up. So does he want the guests to use use it first? Like use the so, flashlight first and then they're gonna like swap these, like they're gonna hand it off, or what do you think? Like. That's it's what sounds like, it's, like a, it's like a low-key cuckold situation. But like, like there's only two people involved. But like is the is like the together. is the other component of the cuckold like the flashlight itself? Yes. Or yeah, okay. Exactly. Like okay. that like that's his girlfriend. We're referring to the flashlight as a person in this scenario. Got it. No, okay. That's just that's what it reminds like if he's like into that, like he would probably if he had a girlfriend, he would probably be inviting them. Like right? to watch, to, like to I come think in. So. Yeah. Okay. So what so component have... of this do you think he's the most into is my question. Do you think it's the fact that it's just like someone watching or I think like, so. Okay. I mean, like, to be honest, like, there's a lot of gay people in Kansas City who are, like, real horny on <laughs> Craigslist. Like, it's just okay. like, damn, y'all need to, like, calm down a little. You have grinder, Like, go on that. For yeah, Pete's like, what sake. do you think's in, like, the water in Kansas City that it's getting so I wild on Craigslist up there? Because, like, San Diego's not even that wild. Like, I find a good one every, like, I have to scroll through some really lame stuff to find, like, the good ones that I do. But, I mean, Damn, all the ones you found have been crazy. 
they've legit been like psychopaths like i think there's just maybe like one horny gay dude who's like really crazy and like posts on craigslist like nonstop. yeah what if it's all one guy <laughs> <laughs> i think it is do we think this this poster is gay let me reread it like I, I that's what i assume it's a guy looking for a guy right yeah it's guy a- looking for a straight guy like it says guy looking for a straight guy so yeah but the guy is only there to warm up the flashlight they're not gonna like they're not gonna engage with each other yeah i mean he specifically says and he has a flashlight. yeah so he wants the other guy to watch so so you think it's it's a straight guy looking for a straight guy who just wants to like emulate like a cuckolding situation but he doesn't have a girl to involve like that's what that's you're saying that's my first that's my like my knee jerk <laughs> first impression that's he interesting because make- i would not have interpreted it that way so i like that reading of it i don't know i don't either i thought it was like a gay dude who had like a weird fetish of like straight dudes who he can't bang watch them uh, jack yeah, off with like a yeah. flashlight no because i feel like sure. i feel like some gay guy like not to you know say that i know what gay guys think but like i feel like there's a fair amount of straight or, like gay guys who are into like the straight guy thing you know i feel like that's definitely like that's a dynamic that people are into all right well i'll get into my first one here and i felt like it was topically relevant for today's podcast so this was from craigslist of course and it's in san diego uh the title is just music friends so it goes hi i'm a musician looking to make friends with other musicians i'm male straight looking mostly for a female friend or a cool dude maybe but yeah females (laughs) are my thing (laughs) some bands i'm into are and go with me on this nickelback Pink Floyd, Doors, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Depeche Mode, The Cure, U2, Joy Division, Metallica, Megadeth, Cradle of Filth, I don't even know how to say that one, Demu Morgier, Morgier, I don't know, Morbid Angel, Cannibal Corpse, King Diamond, Merciful Fate, Amy Winehouse, Adele, (laughs) (laughs) Duffy, Lily Allen, Portishead, Massive Attack, Mazzy Star, Bjork, no doubt soho dolls dresden dolls the list goes on and on i'm a bass player and also play guitar right now i'm interested in playing keyboards i've been in several projects i write songs forming a band right now is not easy so i'm hoping to find someone to talk to at least who knows if you're a musician too maybe we can discuss working together or something i have so much to say try me if you're in a similar position thanks for reading so, like, wow. my first question is, Nicholas, did you write this? <laughs> no, I uh, actually, I don't listen to the Dresden Dolls. <laughs> okay, okay, okay but everything else is good to go. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. I love the little journey we took. Because, like, yeah. he, like, in the spotlight's, like, it's like, oh, like, cool, like, Pink Floyd, I get it, Black Sabbath, I get it. And then he's, like, yeah, and then he, all the heavy metal bands, and you're, like, where are we? And then he's, like, a bell, and you're, like, where are we? Yeah. You uh, went from like Joy Division to No Doubt, which I was like, that was a ride, man. We definitely, yeah, we took quite a soul search with this man. So I love it. He's all over the place, but I love that he has rich and varied tastes. Um, yeah. Those females are his thing. They are his thing. He wants to be clear, yeah. but he cool would hang out. Cool dudes or. Cool dudes or, but mostly females. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he, it sounds like he kind of just wants to chill, but maybe like if, if it's a lady and like, it's feeling right, like it could be more like. Definitely. Uh, that was, that was some subtext I was receiving. 
Yeah, yeah. Would but be interested in dating a musician. Yeah, I just love that he says, I have so much to say. And I'm like, you really do. He does, <laughs> like, <man. laughs> At least he's self-aware. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, that was mine. I thought it was like, I don't know, weirdly wholesome for Craigslist. Like, that is weirdly wholesome. I like trying, that. He's trying to jam, trying to hang out with some new friends. Like maybe have a date. Keep it casual. I moved, uh, I lived in New Orleans for a year and I moved there and didn't know anyone. And now I'm thinking I was not using the right tactics at all. This was your missed opportunity for sure. Just hop on Craigslist, see what's going on. all the bands that I like um, in in some particular order and then look for a cool girl or probably a guy. Dude, why don't they have like a dating app that's just like music, like matching? Ooh. I feel like what which dating app do they let you connect or Spotify? Because I feel like most of them. Con- I feel like they yeah, kind of tried to do that. that. Okay, yeah. But, but it's like your top like six song artists or songs. Oh, like, mine would be so embarrassing. No one would pick me. Mm, no. I know that's why I don't do it. Like when I go on there, I'm like, <laughs> like I don't want to. <laughs> no, put that away. <laughs> no one needs to see that. <laughs> I don't want to let people know that I listened to "I Miss You" by Blink One Eighty Two like. <laughs> 20 times yesterday like i don't want that out in the world (laughs) same big same (laughs) it'd be embarrassing to have to admit that i mostly only listen to my own music on spotify just you got we gotta get those plays up somehow yeah yeah. three cents a stream Um, (laughs) wait is that really how much you get that's really bad yeah it's not great that is like worse than uh that's worse than anchor I legit put this on my Tinder profile. Like, hey, I host a podcast. Go listen to it. Part advertising, part like flexing on people. Yo, (laughs) tag us though. Make sure we get those listens. I did. Okay. Even if they're not interested in you, like let's let's get them in here as fans. (laughs) That's the point, man. (laughs) I love it. Oh my God. All right. What's your next story? Okay. This one's on my long one. Um, This one like really diverts. You're going to be like, what does this have to do with the podcast? And you will see. Is this Reddit or Craigslist? This is Reddit because Reddit's always like the 12 page ones. Yeah. Anyway, here we go. So this dude's from North Africa. I may have to paraphrase a bit because he admits his English isn't great. And sometimes like me being grammar Nazi. I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm 22 years old. He was 21 when it happens like a year ago. Long story short, in the beginning of 2019, I was playing FIFA on my PC. I was sad and mad because I kept losing all my games. And then I had a fabulous idea. I Googled um, some cheats and searched for hours and found some shady FIFA uh, cheats discord. I contacted a dude about selling some nice cheat codes. He showed me how it works. I proceeded to the payments over PayPal. Everything was fine. The dude was cool. We texted each other. I've never heard his voice. One month after that, I heard a knock on my door, a really loud one, and I went to open the door, and there was like a full squad of police officers, at least eight of them, and I was horrified. (laughs) As soon as I opened the door, they handcuffed me and took me to their place without any explanation. My mother was out of her mind. Later, they've explained to me that they work for uh, Afropool. It's like Interpool for Africa, he explains. They also explained to me that they're suspecting me and I was likely to carry out an attack in the Algerian territory, not only because of my beard looks like James Harden, but also because they traced a transaction between my PayPal account and a Russian terrorist who's actually wanted. It's the same dude who sold him the cheat. Don't ask me why a terrorist is selling cheat codes on the internet. I don't know. 
Anyway, they carried on by searching into my phone. And in the heat of the moment, I totally forgot about my girlfriend pictures with me. Authorities in my country have every right over their citizens, so it would have not changed anything if I wasn't okay with them searching my phone. Same day, they brought my PC to their place, searched it too, and found nothing suspicious. I explained to them for one hour that the only thing I really bought was the FIFA cheat codes. He was really into this cheat codes. I'm a really chill dude, and I was smiling the whole time because I was stressed as fuck. They believed me, and in the end, uh, but I was left with a big problem my girlfriend and I, because in my beautiful country, if you're caught by the authorities with your girlfriend, boyfriend, fucking or even kissing, it's either you go to jail or you marry them. So I was lucky enough because I was planning to marry her since a couple of months, my family knows her, she knows me. It just sped up the process a little bit. (laughs) What? So... In the law, it's like if, yeah, they have to marry or else they're going to end up in jail. So over some stupid cheat codes, he had to marry his girlfriend. That took a turn. <laughs> right? That's why so I said right. it. Like, you're like, that you're like what does this relate? And then no, like all that... of a sudden it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, that escalated quickly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I guess like moral of the story is do not buy cheat codes from some shady guy on the internet. Yeah. And yeah. like, I guess like specifically Russia, if there's like random Russian terrorists who are like really into FIFA too. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't even know what to say about that, but wow. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I would just imagine if you're the girlfriend in that and you get, a, you get that call. It's like, hey, I, we have to get married because I'm, um, I'm in a, I'm, you know, I'm in a police station and they found my cheat codes. <laughs> And also your nudes. So here we are. (laughs) So will you marry me? (laughs) Also imagine being like 21. Whoever you're dating at 21, the authorities like, oh, you got to marry them. Oh, no. no. I mean, people do it. I mean, it's not weird. Not weird, but yikes. Yeah, people here do it on on their own volition, but still. (laughs) By their own choice, (laughs) but dear God, why? (laughs) You know, he comes at the end, you know, he's like, well, it's not a big deal because I was going to do this anyways. But if you're her, you'd be like, I don't want to marry this dude anymore. What do you, (laughs) this guy that's getting international cheat code scandals? Oh my God. Yeah, and like, even if he was planning on proposing, like, had she agreed to that? Like, was she on board with it? Like, she may have been blank to be like, ooh, pass. Like, (laughs) after all this. Oh my god. Well, also, like, how many freaking weddings do people have to go to over there where it's just like, oh, they had to do this, but oh, it's gonna fail. Saw those two kisses. It's going yeah. down. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a lot. That really took a turn. That was a lot. <laughs> I know. I'm still processing. Damn. Um, okay. Well, I'll get right into my next one. This one's a short one, but a good one. Um, the title is Met You at Adult Depot. And of course, this is again from Craigslist in San Diego. This is a missed connection. Yeah, yeah. Um, already. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here we go. You have a black Honda. We both pulled up that day at the same time and was only two of us in there as I played with your big package a bit, then had to take off. I would like to meet up if you read this reply with a pic so I know it's you. So I actually wasn't sure what Adult Depot was. So I had to go Google that for San Diego and Adult Depot. Here's the thing. It appears to be a, like a sex store, 
Which, okay, yeah. So it's like a shop and you go and you can shop and stuff. But then I guess they also have like maybe theaters. like a, like theaters. Yeah. And yeah. then like private like viewing rooms or whatever. So I guessing maybe they were in the theater together and that's what went down. Unless they're like strolling for dildos and all of a sudden they just start like playing with each other in like the aisle or something. Right. That, so that's option. what I was picturing. And I was like, wait, this is just a store. Excuse me. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I, I don't really know how to read that. But there apparently a connection was made, you know? I mean, does it, does it at say least... what, what gender the poster is? It does not actually. So. I think they're both guys because like why yeah is... yeah because i don't i don't know any self-respecting female who would say played with your big package i'm gonna be honest like yeah <laughs> that's a no-go <laughs> so like because i stroll reddit so much the only one i saw was like i know some girl went with her boyfriend to like a theater and that's like the only time i read something like that but it's because they knew each other it's not like she just like Hey, let me pop by that like adult theater to like get yeah, some D. Yeah, I don't know any <laughs> girls who would do that. Yeah, you're right. I think it's I think it's two men, but yeah. So good times at the adult depot. Now I'm kind of curious to be honest. Um, but depot is a really hilarious, <laughs> hilarious noun to use there. It's very like business like or like it doesn't feel like <laughs> like an all. office depot. Yeah, right. <laughs> Or like a Home Depot. I feel like they're like constructing yeah. their own like equipment. It's like my picture. Of it. Oh my God. <laughs> An adult Depot. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same same concept. <laughs> right. So yeah, that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I yeah, like it. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good stuff. Okay. Here's my last one. All right. So last week, my 24 year old. She's a 24-year-old female. Her boyfriend's 28. Had gotten to an argument about which one of us puts in the most effort to keep things adventurous sexually. He argued that 90% of the time, it was him. I told him that I didn't think that was true, and he responded that no, not once in three years we've been together have I ever caught him off guard sexually. I told him, that, told him he was going to eat these words, and the next time I proposed sex, it would be a surprise. <clears throat> now, I knew that he was going to be expecting something, after that, so I decided today would be the best day to do it. The reason being that uh, was his parents were coming to visit from out of town, and when they do, I was, I'm way too stressed out to even think of sex, so I knew he wouldn't be expecting anything. He told me that he would be home from work at four and that his parents would be arriving around seven. Perfect, that would give us time to do the deed, clean up, and then have ourselves a little secret for when the in-laws visit. So I set myself up on the living room couch which was a clear view from the door, wearing only a pair of heels. I decided to put some porn on the TV, which I never typically watch, and touch myself to it. So when he came in the door, wow. he'd surely be surprised. I had my head tipped back when the door opened, and all I heard were gasps. I look up and stood there where my boyfriend and his parents. I flipped over and scrambled for a blanket to cover myself and heard the door slam. I checked my phone and saw that my boyfriend had texted me that his parents had left earlier to avoid traffic. He came home a few hours later and was extremely angry and is convinced I did this to get back at him for saying I don't try hard enough. Dinner with the in-laws is going to be a bit awkward. 
I mean, I could see where that was going like a mile away, but still, oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> I just feel like here's, here's the thing. You should never involve parents in any capacity or scenario no. in like your, planning. your sex planning mm-hmm. or just your sex lives in general. Like you should just not even like risk it with that. It just don't just, there's so many ways it can go wrong. How would yeah. your guys' parents react? I feel um, like, okay, so I'm going to make a call and say that Joe's parents would just be really sweet and supportive and would just be like, oh, that's okay. You go, honey. Like, they, they, <laughs> they're really, like, they're really great. Love them. Um, and then they, they would apologize and they would be like, no, that's, that's our fault. Like, we should have we come back later. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like they would be, like, too nice about it, you know? So the problem with that, too, is, like, they also like to joke a lot. So, like, three weeks after this happened, they would be joking, like, hey, your girlfriend's got a nice ass. <laughs> we saw it. We know. And I'd be like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They would reference it forever. <laughs> your mom would be, like, telling her friends, like, yeah. And then I feel like my parents would just, like, never speak of it. Like, they would just act like it didn't happen. Like, they would just, like like nope didn't didn't see a thing yeah yeah Yeah. i feel like your dad would just like turn around and like probably like put it out of his brain immediately yeah my dad is really good at like compartmentalizing i feel like um clinical (laughs) psychologist there uh i feel like he would just shut that down lock it away never happened and i feel like my mom would you know just act fine in the moment but then like she would find a time like six months later to like really get into it and be like sarah i'm very disappointed in you like i feel like it'd be like a very slow burn you know that's how she'd handle it but yeah so hopefully that never happens because i would never take that risk dear god nope all right so my last one is titled looking for loving mommy (laughs) um yeah so it goes i'm 31 years old six feet tall and mexican I'm a cute, handsome, loving guy looking for a relationship with someone older that's into being my mommy. Winky face. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, so someone's got like a mommy fetish, um, which I, I, I'm sure there's someone out there who's into that, but I, man. so this is, this is funny because I was actually, um, I was, this is something I was considering bringing up um this is this is the this is the trend right now in is it um, in in adult in the adult world um yeah it's it's all over the place it's like kind of i would say like cornering the market to out myself a little bit i read erotica become classy um and classy like that Yeah. yeah yeah of course um but if you go to like the the top stories like it's like you know most popular stories it's like the top like 50 are all are all incest at, and i don't think it used to be like that there's something in like the past year or two i think that is like really captured the mass consciousness and i don't really know what that's about uh, i feel like game of thrones is like a big to blame uh, honestly uh, i feel like I game, game of thrones yeah. incest had one. a real moment for a while there i feel like in tv shows and stuff so i okay. i can see that connection 
also i i know that like the whole like step sibling thing is like a huge thing as well like but what dynamics are you guys seeing the most like is it like this like this weird like parent child vibe or like sibling like what what's the the dominant one i feel like i feel like um i feel like the step sibling step mother step uh was like first kind of as like people were like getting used to the idea and then they like started dropping that and that is um that's uh i think that's also where it gets a little uncomfortable um but mostly i would say um it's kind of even i would say it's kind of evenly split like mom sister vibes um and do you think this is mainly coming like originating from men or do you think women are into this too i think it's 50 50 honestly okay i think there's guys that are into it like i don't know it's just for me like i I just like skip it i'm like this is stupid like i just get tired of it but like i feel like um stuff i see online like girls are just as into like that dynamic as like guys are well and that i feel like has been for a long time if you look at like the like the daddy dom like little girl or like baby girl like that dynamic i mean that's been around forever so that's nothing new i feel like but i feel like the men originating it is like a newer thing because i feel like specifically in this one that i read like i feel like this is not even like looking for a cougar or whatever or like it's it's there's something more to it he's looking for something different like the whole thing about like being cared for so i feel like this one almost i mean it clearly like is sexual but i feel like there's a deeper layer to this where it's more like he wants to be taken care of so i don't know like i feel like there's different motivating factors in all of these like some of them it's like a taboo thing purely i feel like like the whole like step whatever thing i feel like is more just like a taboo so it's hot kind of vibe but then i feel like this one is more like a deeper like looking for like care and almost like control or someone to like take control but not in like a dom way more of just like in a i'm gonna handle everything sort of way i don't know so i actually had a misconnection here that i was gonna read but sadly it's deleted anyway some dude saw a mom at a family daughter and like the whole description is like she played with her child and that was it he's like hey you want to hook up but like that's like what turned him on like her being a caring mother was like what his yeah. kink. <laughs> that was like all that was there. I didn't read it because I was like, I don't know if I can like spin this. But since you did this, I was like, yeah, this clicked with for me. It was just so weird because like everything is described was like, yeah, you gave her raisins and you're playing with her and she like threw something on the floor. And I was like, what about this is like that's sexy? I don't wildly get what you're. Yeah, that's, I know that's just really sweet. Like, I know. He's like, you're a great mother. <laughs> Oh, I love that. But I feel like that's kind of more the vibe of like this post. Right. At least that's how I read it. Is like he really just like wants like I don't know, a sweet woman who's older than him to like care for him. Like which is the weird. Winky face. Yeah. But I mean, obviously there's a sexual bend to it, but you know, it's it's not like, you know, like looking for a cougar to tell me I'm bad. You know, it's like a different vibe. So. I I wonder if like if it's like just as I mean, not to get like too zoomed out, but like as like society just seems to be more accepting of like dudes not fulfilling 
traditional masculine roles if like now it's okay for guys to be like hey i actually just want to you know be the little spin yeah no i think that's part of it i feel like people are more comfortable with like different dynamics now which i think is fantastic i love that but then also i think a lot of it there's like I don't know. I kind of feel like it's like a, the world is burning sort of thing. So like, mm -hmm. I just want, I just want someone to like take care of me and kind of like take control of the situation. Like I can see a lot more people looking for like that level of like almost like emotional safety and support of like, I need someone who's like going to like, just like take care of me and like tell me everything's going to be okay. Like I can definitely see that as like a current dating trend. I feel like it's like almost too like, people have just gotten lazier about sex and they're just like, I want someone to do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that too. <laughs> maybe these guys are all just like, I'm tired of doing everything. <laughs> I see that from like guys and girls where it's just like, yeah, you be the dumb. That way I can just sit there. I mean, I'm convinced. I, no, I'm convinced. I feel like that's like 90% of girls who want to like find like a dom are like, it's just because they're lazy. Like, I know. Like that's a huge, huge motivator. <laughs> They're like, yeah, really take control, plan everything. <laughs> They're I'll like, I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right. Well, those are our three stories each, right? So yep. we will take a little break. And when we come back, we will get into part two. Be right back. Are you losing all hope in humanity? Well, why not put all your money in fancy online currency company? It's the same company that your second cousin twice removed trusts to make his drug purchases when he doesn't want his money tracked, so you know it's verifiable. Do you worry that the stock market is too stable? Well, you can have fun as you watch your money instantly lose or gain 10 times as much as you originally invested. Use promo code NOTSOCASUAL and an Eastern European hacker will steal your passwords one day sooner than they normally would. We really do offer the best deals. Come become a crypto king today. And we are back and I got a wonderful Instagram message while we were on break when I checked my phone. So I'm going to have to read it to you guys. Just it doesn't have to do with anything, but it's fantastic. Um, so this is from my lovely friend, Taylor. We'll have to get her on the pod at some point soon. She's already agreed to come on and she's going to have some wild stories. Trust me. Um, so she, uh, she just messaged me. I'm going to go full goth with my look tonight, put on a sexy outfit and be Edgar Allan Ho. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, girl. So I fully support that. Taylor, if you're listening, um, you'll hear this after you've gone out, but I hope you really slay that look and I hope your night's amazing. So, dude, um, that's wifey right there, man. It is wifey. You'll love her. She's crazy, but she's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with her. She's super funny. Nice. Yeah. So she'll come on sometime soon. Shout out to Taylor. Um, but anyway, uh, are we ready to get into um some some personal anecdotes i guess yeah nicholas yeah. it's all on you <laughs> oh, joy. um well i'm gonna get out in front of this um, okay before uh before i get absolutely taken to taken to uh school um <laughs> like a politician it's always good to like get yeah, ahead of that spin. story before it this breaks is, <laughs> this is a spin game um so sarah and i were 
um, involved in high school. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how you're going to put this, actually. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm intrigued to hear as well. <laughs> I, uh, what, what's your take on the situation? <laughs> my take on the situation is um, that I am, um, I have proven in my life to be a serial monogamist, and I like to jump from thing to thing to thing. Um, and in, uh, and uh, in between uh, the thing to thing to thing, I, um, I, I can actually, I can actually, I can actually go on and, and be uh, pretty honest with myself. I was a total asshole in high school, and and that's a true story. My led friends. Sarah on for a couple years. Um, yeah, and, yeah, you heard uh, it here first. Occasionally, <laughs> uh, would either make out, you know, like you have games that are just like games, and games are fun. Um, and then when you make them <laughs> sex games, they become more fun. That's just kind of the nature of games. Um, and the nature of sex when you have sex and stuff. So, um, mm -hmm. so I was, um, I actually have some conspiracy theories about this, but I was um, dominating in words with friends when I was 17, especially just mostly against Sarah. I'm actually not that good at it. But. I, I feel like you were not dominating though is the thing. I feel like you say that, but I feel like you, you, you act like I was just horrible at words with friends. And I you think this is not true. Like I put up a great fight. You put up a lot of great fights and never won. Um, yeah. is what is my is my recollection. So I thought I could parlay this. Of course, this um, you're fighting friends. about words with friends, and this next part's not going to go well. Uh, that's true. <laughs> if that's like already the argument, I'm like, oh shit, what's about to happen? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, about this and that right there is a perfect like microcosm of like me and Nicholas in high school. Like we're fighting about something really insignificant that's like a tiny little piece of like the larger issues of what's actually going on and we put right. all this energy into like fighting about this little thing <laughs> that actually is a big thing but we're not addressing the big thing ever <laughs> not ever addressing the big thing <laughs> no that's the issue here <laughs> um i thought i was really clever i thought i could definitely get a nice um casual topless picture out of a bet with words with friends mm -hmm. yeah. um, i remember yeah. this and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh what ended up happening was i wagered how did this happen i wagered i all i wanted was a topless picture and yeah, I, uh -huh. I ended up um losing in a dramatic upset that i have i have questions about um because i think I still think you cheated. Are you accusing me of cheating right now? Well, you played Q -O -P -H on my own podcast for like a hundred and ten <laughs> points. It wasn't even close. I got I got ramshackled, and um, yeah, you did because I'm good at it. Ask anyone. I am excellent <laughs> at Scrabble. Like as, as punishment, I had to uh, I had to I had to masturbate in front of you. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh huh. Um, which was which was brutal, and then after that, I was really awkward um yeah we tried to watch a tv show together and i was really really awkward and mm -hmm. then you um facebook messaged me and basically said you never want to talk to me again yeah i pretty much ran away i remember driving away from your house being like i'm never speaking to him again yeah so yeah. 10 years later um so here we are did, did your podcast <laughs> <laughs> 
So I have to uh, ask Sarah, what did you think was going to happen during watching him masturbate? I thought he wasn't going to do it. I thought he was going to chicken out. I'll be real. I'll be real with you. Like I thought he wasn't going to do it, and I thought like probably the situation would maybe just end with us hooking up, honestly. Um, but then he took it really literally, and then it got really weird, and. <laughs> Then I was like, I'm out of here. And I went off to college and didn't talk to him for years. Yeah. It was, it was, talking. it was really weird. Um, yeah, 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 it was, yeah. But this was like a long, this is like a culmination. This is not like an isolated incident though. Like this is like a long culmination of like a lot of drama and bullshit. And that's just like how it ended. I was like, that was like the well, end, like scene part one. Basically. Yeah. And I, I think it, I think context um, is somewhat important in the sense that like, since like this is after high school before college so it's like this weird nebulous period where you know you're gonna like be disconnected from all these people you've been connected with for a long time and so mm -hmm. like stuff is kind of building towards like this is like it yeah and that was fucking the worst epilogue ever what a horrible ending yeah but no bad it wasn't climax. very weird <laughs> definition of a bad so it should have been hotter it, in some way and it really wasn't it should have been better but it went so wrong is the thing yeah i I don't even know what went so wrong, but it just, it went really wrong. Yeah, so then we didn't talk for several years because at that point, like you said, it was a weird time and I was kind of just like, you know what? This guy's fucked me over for years and I'm going off to college. Like, I'm. this is a really great time to just like cut tight and just like move on, you know? So I did that and then we talked maybe like once or twice over the next few years, but I think it basically didn't go well because I like quickly realized I was like, I am not ready to forgive you and also like you have not done enough growing up yet and then like at some point like when you were we came done back with college you talked to Nicholas a little bit I yeah that. and then yeah. at some point we like came back around and I was kind of like I think we're in a good place now like we can talk about things and like by that point I think we'd both accepted that like hey like we were both pretty horrible in high school like just like horrible people <laughs> which like I feel like honestly everyone's horrible in high school that yeah, just like yeah. it is what it is you know so like I feel like once we were able to get past that and just like accept it that we'd like grown up like we're like we're good now so and now we've been friends so that's where we're at but yeah sorry that's, that's our backstory that, that there it is and there's there's a lot of other little smaller stories kind of like thrown into the mix but mostly here's the thing like there's like so little like I guess like actual meat to this like whatever non-relationship like whatever it was over the years that like I only remember just like fighting with you like all the time like I just remember like always being mad at you for something so it's just like a lot of that over the years like a lot of angst a lot of like really unnecessary drama like yeah I remember a lot of you being mad at me over the years so yeah that yeah that's that's certainly well. true yeah yeah and whose fault is that uh mine <laughs> yeah for sure. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. so yeah i think it, i think most of it was warranted maybe i was a little dramatic sometimes a little irrational but most most and i'm willing to accept that high school sarah was a pretty terrible person but um yeah you were you were not not great to me so no 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 really no. really i can i can i can pass <laughs> like that and... i feel like your options were like in a limited pool it was like me nicholas and then like a bunch of other nerdy dudes honestly yeah and like that's also like i feel like our high school environment specifically like really amplified like i guess kind of like how bad things could get or like how dramatic things could get because we were just in such 
a small fishbowl like for perspective for people who are listening like there was like what like 80 people in our graduating class something Mm -hmm. like that so I mean like a very small private school and you have like a very limited pool of people to pick from yeah so it's just like well am I gonna like keep drama going with this guy or like go pick someone else out of my like what two options like it's just like there's not a lot else out there so you just kind of like keep coming back to the same people because like you see them every day and you're with them and like also like me and Nicholas had like every class together I feel like one year one or two years like we had a lot of classes together so we just like like we're in the same friend group also so like we spent a lot of time together and like all of our friends were friends so it's just like you even if I had wanted to be like I'm over this guy like I'm gonna move on do something else like you're still there in front of me every day so it's kind of like one of those things where it's hard to like do anything else well especially at 16 when drama is like like candy yeah yeah like i it would be hard enough like as an adult to like be interested in someone and then like see them all the time and like you know push away but at 16 you have no chance yeah yeah absolutely it's like i feel like in, in high school like you and i fought a lot which like we don't at all anymore. Like, yeah, no, we fought about completely stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was just dumb, stupid shit in high school. Yeah, just, this whatever. is like what it is. Yeah, because I feel right. like everyone thinks like, oh, if you're like fighting all the time, then it's serious. And then, like, oh, he really likes you because like he's gonna fight with you. Like I feel like that's just like what you're like, like that's what you're fed, and like that's what you like think you're supposed to believe when you're like 16. I feel like so, yeah. Any other uh, any other personal anecdotes we want to air at this point? <laughs> like that. I mean, we're we're pretty we deep got, in. Got into it. Wow. <laughs> I feel like we're like in between like an intervention and just like <laughs> therapy. It's like this is like some group somewhere ther- in that spectrum. This is some group therapy right here. Yeah, no, I'm learning a lot. But wow. All right. Um, well, anyway, I guess we can get into the topics we've prepared for today then. Um, we want to go with um, Nude Etiquette 101 first up. Yeah, I think, I think especially in, uh, in times of quarantine, this is more extremely relevant. relevant. Yeah, yeah, more than ever. Um, so this is a topic that Nicholas has, has brought to us that he proposed, and I think it's a wonderful idea, um, especially being as... Uh, guys and girls, I feel like, have very, very different perspectives on this, clearly. Um, so hit us with it. Start us off. Um, great. So I've, uh, I mean, I don't know about, um, I mean, I can only speak from experience. It seems like, uh, it seems like usually I have to work pretty hard to receive, um, but, but guys are just uh, like super willing obviously to receive news that seems like a dumb thing to say but you know it's like uh i could be like eating breakfast um and someone's like and i'm like great that what a what a lovely compliment to my cereal um (laughs) what a tasteful addition to the morning (laughs) absolutely as a male i have to recognize that um it is not uh is it doesn't go both ways it's not a two-way street and it really takes like a certain amount of like mood setting and like consent and then like like double triple quadruple like are you sure you want to actually see that because that's kind of gross um is how I feel as a as a dude and so um I don't know maybe yeah just open it up for different perspectives like what are you guys uh how do you guys approach uh 
this wildly complicated issue. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like there's definitely very different perspectives on it because yeah, you're so right. Like women, like no one ever wants to just receive like an unsolicited dick pic, like out of the blue, like no matter how much a girl says like, no, I'm into it. It's cool. Like you should still at the bare minimum give like a warning or some sort of like, like test the waters a little bit, like take the temperature, see like if she is really like into it in that particular moment or not. Because I feel like, like ladies, I feel like are all finicky about this. Like you could say like in the heat of one moment, like, yeah, send me, send me pics like whenever you want. Like I'm always into it. That's so hot. And then like, they're like, you know, chilling on their couch hung over on a Sunday or something. And you send them like a dick pic and they're gonna be like, what the hell was that? You know? So like, you have to like, again, like double, triple check, like you said, and there is a certain amount of like, there needs to be some lead up. You really shouldn't just be like sending these out of the blue ever, or you shouldn't even be like having a normal conversation and then just like, boop, there's my penis. Like, don't just like slide it in there either. You know, like there has to be like contextual clues, like read the room, you know? This is like my number one complaint. And this actually came from a funny meme I saw the other day where it's like girls nudes and it's literally like a Renaissance painting mm -hmm. and like there's angels and like this whole thing. And then it's like guys nudes and it's literally like someone hold, holding rat. like a naked mole rat like on their lap. <laughs> and then, like, it's so true though. Like it's, you've got to put some effort in. Like if you're going to go, like if you're going to put in the work to like get to the point where a girl is like, fully engaged and excited to receive a photo from you you should also be putting in the effort to make sure that photo is worth receiving like that's the biggest takeaway here i think and and girls get this like i don't think there's any girl out there who's like oh, i look pretty gross in this picture but whatever he'll be into it <laughs> like no girls do that like i know doesn't happen like girls are always going to be like oh like i suck in like make sure the lighting makes me look good in this room like make sure the angle's good so my chin's not there like you gotta do like all the stuff you know and like i feel like guys like don't get that They're like here's my junk like enjoy like so you you don't don't do like anything that just looks horrible like i just feel like why do i even have to say that that like you would want to present yourself in the best possible light like if you're going you to send this picture in the first place like why wouldn't you want to make yourself look as good as you possibly can like am i missing something here like explain i can add some i can add some detail because i actually like weirdly got good at this like over Excellent. like a little bit early into quarantine i guess i was just bored but yeah i mean like it's exactly what you said if guys just put like a little effort into it like you can do pretty well honestly because that's all i did and it's just like you don't send a dick pit right off the bat so what I learned, and girls and guys, pro tip, if you take a video of yourself, you don't have to like have the weird like hand like stuff shit like get in the way that you can actually have like a decent photo of yourself and you don't have to like spend as much effort. So I got some good pictures. Like I lost a bunch of weight and um, I looked good in the pictures and I'd send them to girls. And then if they wanted to interested, they could send something back and it wasn't like a big like thing. And it's not like I'm just sending my dick out all, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And these were also like more like full body, right? Like, because I yeah. feel like that's a big key factor here is like, no girl just wants to see like a disembodied dick. Like it does, yeah. it, that, they all 
like I'm sorry they all look roughly the same like you're not gonna get like a radical like wow that's insane like no (laughs) at the end of the day like put some flair into it like show like some other body like show some like I don't know torso or like something else so it's not just like a zoomed in like again like here's my junk enjoy like I feel like girls are like into butt pics too like I feel like girls like don't mind or see me a guy get a little creative Yeah. yeah yeah so true I, I mean, I don't, I don't even think as a guy, like, just like a close up on boobs would be like, I don't know, it'd be like medical almost. It's not like, yeah, context. Give me, give yeah. me some context. Like, I want to know what, what's kind of going on with, yeah. with the whole thing. Filters are a godsend. I don't know if you're going to, you know, you're going to use a filter on, on Facebook for like your profile picture. And um, I'm way more. I'm way more concerned about what like a a girl thinks in like the heat of that moment than I am about like strangers. I don't know. So filters are are pretty mm-hmm. key. I always try to hide my feet. I hate that if I'm I like you know like if I'm <laughs> laying down, then I will like definitely put my feet under the covers. That's just kind of a me thing. I don't like. I don't. Just no, I I agree. I don't want to see a dude's feet like honestly ever. Like I I'd, I'd I'd rather think that men don't have like feet. <laughs> socks? Should, should we wear socks? No, see that's worse though. Just like don't show them at all. No, no, no. Yeah. That makes it worse. <laughs> so wait, is there like a? I'm just trying to think. Now that you said it, is there a group of girls that have a feet foot fetish? Because I always hear it on the guy end. I never hear it. They're on the pro- girl. they're probably out there, but they're probably extremely rare. Because I feel like I I don't know any girls who are into guy feet. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I've never seen that didn't like ever so huh oh my Uh, gosh but yeah i just feel like just put some effort in put in like the bare minimum amount of effort yeah but see like that's that's the level of effort we're looking for ladies like that is that's where it's at so except nothing less yeah i'm telling you like just set a higher standard for yourself when receiving nudes is the thing like if they're not putting in the effort then like no cut that off no more for them so that i think wraps up like our topic number one of nudes i think we shared some real pro tips out there i feel like nicholas even you learned something so hey i come for the uh come for the jokes save for the education yeah so i feel like everyone's a little more educated now um step up your nude game people of the world the next topic our guest has brought is not taking good advice because you don't like the source so Please explain what you meant by that. <laughs> as we're as we're getting uh, older, I feel like it's it's been um, you know the past few years, mid twenties, tough time. Um, you start like like I don't know. I start like realizing things that like are actually going to benefit me in my life instead of like in the moment. So. Um, but I also have a tendency to uh, ignore these things or like put them off if they, if it's just like, usually it's just like the person is like kind of annoying. And I'm like, I don't have to listen to that really good advice about like how I should be. So like, if you ever hear people talking about like, I have to be quiet because my roommate is uh, in the next room and talking about him. But he, uh, <laughs> He's really, he's been Jesus in like meditation and like breathing and like all accounts. That's like, um, that's like good for you. Like no one is like sitting around like arguing the validity of like, actually, if you meditate, then, you know, whatever. But, um, but I, for, for years was uh, 
just have this little like I'm not ever going to get into that because um, because I don't I'm I'm tired of hearing about it and that's like such a hilariously self sabotagey like and I'm sure that it, you know it like can extend to um, other things but that's just like my personal one um, that I have like or like a, even like a band maybe like a band that like your annoying coworker um, brings up. I don't know. I just feel like we have this thing that like we're totally ready to like cut off information just because of this of like uh, the source is like kind of annoying or is like not it wasn't presented to us in the right way. And um, I think I think it's time to start letting go of that as um, as we run out of time to make our lives better because we're all getting old. Damn, that's that, deep. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like... Wow, I'm very like philosophical on us. No, I like that though. I think it's very true. And for me, I feel like this also ties in a lot to like not listening to good advice just because like you're not ready to hear it yet or it's just yeah. something, you, it's something you don't want to hear but like mm-hmm. you, you know it's true like if you're not willing to accept it yet. I feel like that's a huge thing that I feel like I've hopefully gotten better at as I've gotten older. But I feel like when you're younger, you just like, you think you know everything and you think like, you know what's right. And the older you get and the more just you like experience in life, you start to realize like, oh, okay. Like that thing that that person was telling me about this person, like five years ago, like, wow, if I had listened to that, like I could have cut like, three years of crap out of my life and like stuff like that but it's like stuff you're not ready to hear at that time and so you just like don't want to accept it so even if it's like even if it's coming from like the right source or like it's you know it is good advice you're just like oh I'm not I'm not ready yet like no thank you I don't want to believe that so yeah I can see that well the weird part that that's related to me with is like my parents because like so like I've lost 50 pounds and like a lot of that's just like cutting back on food and then working out a lot. And so like, I would give them advice on like working out, stretching. Cause I'm a big believer in that. I do yoga and like, they just kind of ignored me, ignored me. Cause like, I mean, I feel like health and like, lo- like losing weight or eating better. Like that's like the top things to ignore. Cause like no one wants to hear that they're doing the wrong thing. But like, if you care about someone that's kind of hard to do it, well, anyway, I'm proud of them. They've both like lost a ton of weight and like are really going after it. So like it took a while, but finally they warmed up to it, but now they're doing the right thing. That's awesome. Yay. Yay, Joe and Joe's family. Like, yeah, you have lost a ton of weight. It looks amazing, but like, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Like, and I feel like you bring up parents is another good thing too, because I feel like the the older you get the more you realize that like your parents are just like when you're an adult you get that shift in your life where you're like oh i'm just an adult talking to another adult now and like i don't know everything but also like they don't know everything either so you get to that point where i feel like you're on more equal ground where it's like you can hear them and hear what they're saying and then decide like whether that works for you or not you know whereas before it was like I feel like either as you're growing up with your parents, it's like you have to listen to them because they're your parents and you don't have a choice or you automatically are just going to refuse everything they say because they're your parents and you don't want to listen to them, even if they are giving good advice. So I feel like it's like really black and white 
when you're growing up and then like as you get on more equal footing with them of like oh we're we're both adults who like sometimes don't know everything or like sometimes don't always have the right opinion on things like it's much more balanced and you can kind of say like hey I'm going to receive that part of what you said but then this other part I have a problem with and you can actually like I don't know address that on some level do you guys feel like you've had that shift with your parents because like I feel like I Mm -hmm. have now very much so with like both my parents and I really like it actually like it's really positive where you feel like they're just another almost like adult friend that you can go talk to. At least that's kind of the relationship I have with my parents now, I think. And part of that maybe comes from me being an only child. Um, Yeah, me too. Yeah, like I'm an only child and my parents are divorced. So we really are just kind of like three independent adults who all still like talk a lot. And I don't know, like I like that though, because like my mom will say stuff, whereas like in high school, it's like stuff that would have really bothered me, like really, really bothered me. But now she'll stay, say stuff and I can kind of like, I have the perspective to be like, that's just my mom. Like, that's just something she says and I don't have to listen to it. Or like, I, I know she's not right, but it is what it is. And I don't like take it personally and I don't like take it to heart. I'm just like, okay, like that, that's a part of her. That's like what she said. And that's, that's fine. But it doesn't like affect me on a deep level. Like it used to, because I have this different relationship with her now. Totally. Totally. My little sister, my little sister is uh, 18. She just graduated high school and um, spends a ton of time with her boyfriend. Um, And so mostly since like in the last I mean, there was, you know, this was kind of developing as I was getting older, but like definitely since she's been gone more and I'll just go over there and it'll just be me and my mom and her husband. Um, that, that like removing the other kid made it way more like adulty. Like, so instead of like, cause like it was, I mean, it's always like just a little bit of a tier system going on where you've got adults and children, but then like when she's not there, it's very much like, um, yeah like feeling like oh we're like actually hanging out like this is how i would hang out with my friends but um but it's you guys and then to that point also like shit that my mom says that like when i was 19 or 20 especially i was like i was going through it i couldn't let anything go i was so like rude to her about just like you can't say that like that's ridiculous you're you're being this way you're being this way and now it's just like oh yeah you're just like a person and that's how you are and like if you say something annoying well, like everyone says annoying stuff. That's like part of being a human is being annoying. So um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, And then you also have the perspective now of being like, at least for me, like I look back and I'm like, oh, I was a nightmare to you for like years and (laughs) years and years. So like now, like when my mom does like annoying shit, like now I have so much more perspective on it. And I'm just kind of like, okay that's fine like she'll be better tomorrow you know because it's just like I just look back and I'm like gosh like I was horrible to you for so long so now it's more like a, okay like we can be friends and I can accept that like there's some parts of you that annoy me because I'm sure like there's a ton of parts of me that like drive her crazy too so you just like have that perspective whereas like in like high school and college like you just think like you're right about everything and they don't know anything and then you get out in the real world and you're like okay I get it now kind of <laughs> I, I feel like I get it much more than I did back then. I think that's the deepest conversation we've had on this podcast. I know this got really deep, but I love it. No, I, well, and also I feel like this also back to the concept of like growing up in this fishbowl, like we all did at our school. I feel maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like 
I have like this really deep connection with both of you actually, because Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys were both there through like our very like formative years. And it's like almost like this like shared trauma of like we all went through this very (laughs) weird environment during like very formative years of our lives together. So now it's just like, when I talk to you guys about certain things, it's just like you automatically get it. Like you, you have all the background to like, understand it and I feel like we relate on a level that I don't feel like I have that with a lot of other people who don't have that kind of same shared background and maybe I'm getting really deep and crazy about it but like that's like how like that's like why I still talk to both of you also is because I feel like I have like that deep connection with you guys so I don't know if you guys feel that way but that's me (laughs) well even like Nicholas like we haven't talked in like maybe a year or so it's like yeah like just talking to him like it's normal like we haven't just like talked yesterday so no I totally get it yeah yeah it's like no matter how many years go by I feel like everything has changed but like at the same time like nothing has changed because like I feel like I can talk to you guys like I was in the classroom with you literally yesterday like and it doesn't feel like any time has passed which is really strange but I feel like just spending that much time with people like does that to you yeah especially I mean it's so small and like so specific the I mean the schedule's really weird like the the requirements are weird like you just end up in like yeah like this weird pressure cooker for for I mean I was there for I was there in a little bit of middle school too, but, um, and so you all just like, I feel like everyone's just like, yeah, baked in this, this shared experience that like allows for like, oh yeah, we can just like, we totally kind of have a weird understanding of what everyone's childhood was like, because we were kind of all there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Well, I think that about like wraps it up on our topics then, since we, we got, you know, unreasonably deep and talked a really long time. <laughs> I don't know. Final thoughts? Any life updates? Like, get a little lighter? Like, what's going on this week with you guys? Yeah, Nicholas, do you have anything exciting? Uh, I turned uh, 28 a week ago. Um, Screw so, you. So my <laughs> life is full of possibility. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to turn 29 in about a week and my life is I guess maybe a over. little less full of possibility right into the gutter at this point yeah, yeah I don't gosh. know why. I mean like I just turned 29 and it's like a terrible birthday 29 is like, like a really dark one because it's, it's your last birthday of your 20s and you're just like well shit now what <laughs> and you can't like go out so you're I just know. like oh I'm growing in, older and there's in quarantine Mm, yeah yep yep and then uh I, I had the covid test today right before this podcast so my nose still hurts but hopefully i don't have it that'd be unfortunate um but yeah are you gonna announce on the podcast we break it on like on the pod if breaking you news <laughs> drop like a special episode <laughs> very special episode <laughs> No, I'm hoping I, I mean, I realistically, I don't think I have it, but I've had a sore throat for about a week now. And normally it's nothing I would even like consider going to the doctor for, but I was just like, I better be extra careful um, and just see. And the, the test, the drive-through testing sites are like free here. You just have to like sign up for a time slot. So I was like, I mean, why not? So I went and got one. So we'll see in a few days, but yeah. I'm really glad I'm not at like, I guess like a formative point in my life yeah. right now. That's the positive part is like, I'm not, 
I'm not like in school. I'm not, well, not like real school. I'm in like mm. online classes, but that hasn't changed. But I'm not like in school. I, I didn't have like a major graduation ruined or like some big life thing. Like I'm wedding. not like, I'm not like planning a wedding. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I fully admit it could be a lot worse. Like there's some people who just have like horrible timing for this and I feel so bad for them, but like, I'm just kind of chilling. I mean, it sucks, but it's like, whatever, you know, I'm just but I feel like on the mental side of things, like the only saving grace is like, because everyone is experiencing it. It's like a shared trauma where it's like, Oh, we've all had to do that. So like, well, except for the people know. who are like at the beach having like a rage. <laughs> in san diego but i mean i don't count them like there's some people here who i'm just like what are you doing my pops flew to florida and went to the beach last weekend flew Uh, to florida and went to the beach last weekend so we're here to we're here to all sigh okay like on what level did he think that that was like a good idea like (laughs) i i just can't fathom the tickets were so cheap it was that you could well, yeah. you couldn't pass up the deal. I think you he could like, though is the thing. I think you can pass up the deal. Well, wow. Well, that's fun. Good times. Um, yeah. My my dad actually went on a cruise when this was all first breaking out. Um, and luckily he didn't get it. But oh my god, <laughs> we like he, they him and his girlfriend had a cruise planned, and like it was starting to get really bad and this was before they like canceled all the cruises but like right before and i was like you guys aren't still going are you and he's like oh no we're going and i was like i'm sorry what and like yeah they went (laughs) they went at the same time when cruise ships were literally getting quarantined like and no one could get off the boat and they were just like stuck in port for like weeks at a time and stuff like he was out on a cruise during all of that and he was just like everything's fine (laughs) all right (sighs) all right any closing thoughts i don't really have any i'm like I'm like worn out. This is, this is a long one. <laughs> I know we like went real emotional. So like know, it took a toll deep. on me. I'm used, to, I'm used to laughing at like idiots on Craigslist. So I know, <laughs> but we had to get deep about idiots in our own lives, AKA ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Damn. Sure. <laughs> I'm glad we, a lot of self-reflection. <laughs> glad we aired all that dirty laundry out. Um, since we've never talked about it. Literally. Cool. Wonderful. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. we haven't. So this is great. <laughs> but uh nicholas thank you for doing the theme music and thank you for joining us yes. that was awesome thanks for having me yeah thank you for coming on and you know willingly being uh i guess very emotionally exposed on like every level <laughs> all right well um on that note i guess we will say goodbye and we'll see you all next week peace and blessings y'all <laughs> peace and blessings <laughs> bye We'd like to give a huge thank you to Nicholas Foster for making our wonderful theme music for this podcast. So go find his music. He's great. He can be found at Winston Church Bus on Instagram.